Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. Why? Why should we help our public get organised? Well, why? (laughs) (laughs) Has the biggest grin on his face and he cuts with us going, yay! You know, and that makes him really excited. And I've watched him then since do the same task on his own, unprompted by us. Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome. This week we're talking about teaching toddlers to organise. We'll chat about ways to tame the toy chaos, how to turn your tornado toddler into a home helper and why the toddler years are the perfect time to teach your kids all about being organised. I was ready for you to say why the toddler years are the most challenging years of your life and I was going to be like, yes, they are. (laughs) You know, I saw something on Facebook the other day that um, was saying that teenage years and toddler years are really similar for all these different reasons and they were reasons like it's really hard to get them to take a shower and it's really hard for them to want to tidy up and they don't want to eat what you want to put out in front of them and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, yeah, there's a lot of correlations. Man, toddlers are beautiful and amazing. You're watching them like learn just like a brand new thing one day. Like they just wake up and suddenly they do this new thing and it's such a really cool experience. But on the other hand, they're like so much work. Yeah, they really are. Like, especially with the leaps and they seem to go on forever. And then you're, you'll be like, why are you so cranky? Why are you so clingy? Why are you crying all the time? And then you realize, oh, you're going through a developmental leap. And then they're going to get over it and you go like, wow, all of a sudden you've There's got my like, kid again. <laughs> yeah. And they've got, you know, this huge development where they can all of a sudden, you know, speak more words or they can hop whereas before they couldn't. And it's just like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting time, isn't it? My toddler at the moment is going through, I think it's called Leap 10, and that aligns also with a big sleep regression. So it's a treat in our household at the moment. Oh, that's so fun. I mean, but you know what helps me? And that is an organized home to come home to because at least that's one area of my life I can control. <laughs> well, that's very true. And sometimes I think with the toddlers, you just have to kind of ride the wave of chaos and, and not stress too much about it. So that's, just survive. You'll thrive later. That's, that's right. And that's what today's all about like helping um, parents to learn how to organize toddlers but also not making it too much of a fuss. We're not going for the perfection, we're going for the progress. All about it. And if you are keen to get that organized feeling in your household, we've got lots of free resources you can, of course, check out. Just head to our website. You can check out our free organizing cheat sheet, our free uh, decision-making tree if you're trying to declutter and you don't know what decisions to make on whether to keep an item or to let it go. We've got tons of stuff. And then, of course, all of our free videos that are uploaded every day on TikTok. So check that stuff out. Love the TikTok videos. I'm getting lots of good feedback about them from people saying, oh man, your sister's so good on TikTok. And I'm like, it's just because she had so many years of practice in front of the mirror as a teenager. (laughs) I'm a natural beauty. What can I say? Oh, you're amazing. (laughs) But it's good because it's really informative and they're entertaining to watch. And yeah, you get so much information in a one minute video. And it's, I just think, yeah, I I love TikTok. There is so much education that I've been able to absorb about like gentle parenting and like all different kinds of things, plants, but like parenting tips on like what to do with toddlers, especially my um, feed's kind of become about that. And so let's actually jump into that all, all about trying to help our toddlers help upskill them, but also it helps everybody in the household. 
Yeah, I'm super excited to talk about this as I am with kind of all things organizing and especially kids related. I mean, I've got three and, you know, the eldest is six and there's five and then there's a three-year-old. So I've done two through the toddler years and they're still alive and thriving, which is really good. Mm -hmm. And now I've got this three-year-old who's, yeah, kind of a bit of a tornado and very different. It's very interesting to see how different your kids can be. And even though he's the second boy, um, he's quite different to his older brother. And yeah, yes. So different. I've just really noticed in the last couple of months that whenever you ask him to go somewhere, like go get your pajamas on or whatever, he can't just walk and get it. He's like, Zoom, and then he runs to get there. Like everything's fast and everything's got a noise, and it's usually a yeah. vehicle noise. <laughs> so, or it's hopping like. Yesterday we were visiting um, family and walking along the corridor, he was just hopping, you know, along or jumping with two feet along and, of course, making noise to go with it. So just they're just so interesting. Like They are, aren't they, the way that they navigate the world? Yeah, yeah, they really are. But he's a really good example of why it's super important to talk about taming the toys and teaching toddlers and all that sort of stuff because, you know, he's the third one that I've practised all this stuff with and he's still falling in line and and getting through just like the other two did so it's great because I feel like falling in line it sounds so um army like military yeah yeah. well you will conform (laughs) when you have three or four kids you've got to create your little army of home helpers don't you yeah there has to be some kind of order and what I like about what you're saying there is that you can have very different personality personalities in your kids but you can still help them to be a part of this tidy up process. Oh, absolutely. And and number two is a really good example because she is just like a colourful rainbow explosion um, and she's the one that has the ADHD. But I've still been able to, you know, do the same sort of teaching skills with her and she still does them to the best of her ability as a five-year-old now. So it, does, it doesn't really matter what sort of personality your little one has. Um, these kind of strategies will will help all of them. Um, But first of all, I wanted to talk about, I guess, how do we kind of, when we're talking about toddlers, the first thing that comes to my mind is toys, right? I don't know about you, but like toys just... Absolutely. That's the biggest part of their world is toys and learning through play. And so for them, they end up with lots and lots of toys for educational purposes, for entertainment, lots and lots of toys. And it becomes an area that needs attention when it comes to home organisation. Yeah. And do you find with your little one being the first grandchild on one side of the family that there's a whole lot of stuff that's come in because of that, because it's exciting and it's new and everybody wants to, you know, see, see that development, I suppose. Yeah, I think there's a degree of that. We've been really vocal about the amount of hand-me-downs we already had. You vocal? That doesn't sound right. No, not at all. (laughs) So our family, I think, has done a really awesome job, even though he is the first grandchild, of being like, what do you guys actually need? Which has been awesome Mm. because he was really fortunate to have so um, so many hand-me-downs from so many different people in clothing and in toys and things like that. And so... While I recognize it's probably a really normal experience of the first grandchild to get lots and lots of stuff, people have communicated with us and so it actually hasn't been too much of an issue. But on the same hand, 
because we have so many hand-me-downs in the cupboard ready to go, we have, we have to be really organised with it all because otherwise we would just have so much stuff everywhere. Yeah, and I suppose because you're at the start of your family journey as well, you've got all the stuff for the other gender as well <laughs> just just in case you should start popping out girls. So it's, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah a lot- like we, we looked at getting lots of gender-neutral clothing and things like that mm. but with our hand-me-downs and, and just the way like society tends to make clothing different for boys and girls, yeah, we've got bag stuff up there that we don't know if we'll be using or not yeah yeah (laughs) and you don't get want to get rid of them because they're so cute the girls things for the little babies I mean oh I mean that we're suckers aren't we because the toddler stuff is cute and even these toys are really cute Mm. um but yeah like you're saying the toys are like one area that I think it's important to focus on and when it comes to organizing with your toddler because you just can end up with so many to work with yeah and I think the first step that we kind of talk about with all of our podcast episodes is decluttering and a lot of people Mm. think oh I need to organize my toddler's toys I'm going to Ikea or Bunnings or the reject shop or whatever it might be and I'm going to buy storage and then I'm going to organize the toys. Whereas in fact, it's actually better to do the reverse and have the toys decluttered and get rid of Mm. the ones that are no longer age appropriate or whatnot, and then do your shopping and your storage. Yep. Totally agree. Downsize first, because then you actually know what you're working with. And also like I've seen this even with my little one who's what around 17 months now, the more toys they have, the less they know how to play or interact with them because Mm. it is, is too overwhelming. So in his play area, if we have a bunch of boys that are out on the ground, he will, because he's pulled them out generally, he won't interact with any of them. He'll yeah. like kind of like walk around, throw things, you know, like he'll, he'll interact in a different way. Whereas if you have one or two things out that are accessible for him to play with, he'll actually start exploring. And so I think I totally agree, you know, decluttering those toys. You know, we've talked about doing toy rotations mm. and I think that that's such a good strategy um, of only putting out a couple and keeping the toys interesting for these kids. So yep. setting up a toy rotation and having an organized system for that is really important. Um, but yeah, bringing out only one or two activities for them to play with at a time so that it actually allows them the capacity to engage with what's in front of them. Yeah, yeah. I think that overwhelm is a really important thing to highlight because I don't know about you, but if I go to a restaurant and there's 30 meal choices I take ages to decide whereas when you go somewhere and there's like six to ten it's like Mm. okay I can I can make this decision really quickly so we kind of we do ourselves a disservice by having too many options yes I agree it's like when we go to like Mexican restaurants in the states or even some you know like say Chinese restaurants here if there's like an entire page of like all these different types of like curries or whatever it might be it could get it gets really overwhelming yeah I agree like having less to work with um is really important and I would say as well well, to stop the toy chaos kind of happening as well, keeping those items out of reach that get really chaotic, that are better with parental supervision, bring mm. them down when you can have that one-on-one kind of play. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of like building sets that take a long time for kids to get out, set up, play with, and then they're not really keen to pack them away at the end of the day. So it's really mm. important for those particular sets not to be, not to A, have too many of them, but B, not to have them so accessible that they can just pull all the stuff out because then it just becomes this party where the whole point of the game is to, you know, unload as much stuff onto the floor as possible. And they do not want to put fun. it back. No, because it's fun to tip it out and hear it all crash. What's that called? ASMR? It's like it's like a really like soothing sound. It's a sound that physiologically feels really good. And so I get it. And, you know, you watch them to tip it out and you think, oh, dear, they're not going to want to put that away. So, yeah, <laughs> be mindful of what they've actually got access to for sure. 
And then, you know, getting back to decluttering, of course, Bon, you're all about having regular decluttering check-ins. So mm. you've talked before on the podcast about potentially downsizing decluttering toys or items and putting them in a temporary space if you still feel attached to them and feel like they're going to be used. So chuck them in the garage, perhaps, yeah. set a time limit. Once that time passes, if they haven't been used, miss, off to the op shop, off to the relevant charity. Yeah, I think it just helps when you're feeling a little bit unsure, but your kids are actually not playing with it. But, you know, the thing I've found the most interesting about working with toddlers is that especially a three-year-old and I've worked with you know my own children who've been three and other people's children who have been three they they can actually tell you what they want to play with and what they don't want to play with and if you can then remove those ones that they say they don't want to play with or the ones they're not playing with and they haven't asked you in two or three months for that particular set or that item then you know that it they really they really don't want it anymore and and off it can go yeah absolutely so I think it would be a good, good opportunity for us to talk a little bit more about the why before we jump into some more practical stuff why why Bonnie why why? Why should we help our toddlers get organized? Well, why? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, myself included, the toddler years mm-hmm. are exhausting, right? You're going through changes with teething and molars and, you know, all those developmental steps and the language development. And it's just, there might be sleep regressions. There might, you know, there's a lot going on. And especially if you don't just have one toddler, but you've got other kids whether it's a baby or older children, there can be a lot going on. And so sometimes it can just feel like, oh, it's just actually easier to not even bother. We're just going to close the door in the playroom and let it be a bomb site. And, you know, once a month when someone's coming over to visit, we'll do the mad three-hour tidy up before they come. And a lot of people, I think, can feel like it's just not worth the time investment because they undo it so quickly and easily And that's what I find the most interesting about being on social media is when people are putting up photos of these amazing nurseries and toy rooms and play areas and they're just so pretty but they're so complicated and they've got so much stuff in there that I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, you have spent, you know, a good couple of hours getting it to look that nice and your toddler will come in and within half an hour flat all that stuff is going to be out on the floor again and you're going to have to spend three hours to tidy it up. So I think Mm. what my number one thing for why we should teach our toddlers to organise is that you're not a slave. You shouldn't be, as a parent, feeling like you've got to tidy up after everyone and everything. It's so important to teach our kids how to organise because not only is it kind of creating it as the expectation or making it the new normal, but it's helping set up the space for when they're older because you don't want to do everything for them when they're, you know, three, two, one, and then all of a sudden when they're seven go, all right, it's your turn. You've never folded clothes in your life and you've never helped out with any chores or tidy up around the house, but all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you're going to do it all. Yeah, you want to be teaching them that responsibility and helping them become more aware of the impact that they have on their environment and on other people. You know, we, we spend so much time and energy on teaching our children to use gentle hands and to share their toys and you know these kinds of things and then there are other areas that we don't necessarily think to spend time and energy on and and organizing is a really good one it it shows children that when you bring this out and play with this you can play with that other toy that you've just spotted over there but first we're going to put this one away and Mm. like teaching them to follow through and that there's a cycle of toy comes out play with toy toy goes away then starting something new 
and that yeah. idea that you start and then you finish before moving on to something else. Like there's, there is big things that you teach a toddler at a, at a young age and you do in a simple way. And as you say, Bon, they get older and it becomes more complex yeah. so that they can go and start an assignment and complete it all yeah. the way to the end and yeah. you know, go on to the next activity and just teaching them genuine life skills and starting starting from a really young age. And you're right. Yeah. You're, not a, you're not a slave. Like we obviously we acknowledge that little people need uh, just growing and learning and we're a part of that learning process with them. So you've got to treat them with a lot of grace when they're mm. – um, you know, not understanding or not wanting to understand, but you do have to start. Yeah. And you have to think about it. Um, a child is born egocentric, like their world is all about them, especially when they're newborns, right? I cry because I'm hungry or I'm tired or whatever, or I've got a dirty nappy. And then as they get a little bit older, you, your job as a parent is to kind of teach them that, hey, yes, you are important, but there are other people that are important too. And so there are responsibilities and things that we have to do that help other people you know the world doesn't just revolve around you and that's why when your kids go to a daycare or they go to kindergarten or when they go to school they're they're taught those kind of things there we all pack up together we get rid of this activity and we put that away before we move on to the next activity when they're older we're finished with maths now we're putting our maths books away and we're now moving on to English we're getting our English book out Mm -hmm. so it's like what you're saying with that cycle of starting doing and then finishing before going on to that next activity and you can start that with a 15 month old and an 18 month old because they're as soon as they get that comprehension of the language and you know that they can it clicks for them they've gone through that leap and they can all of a sudden understand what you've asked them and you can say go and pick up that thing and they'll bring it to you and they think they're you know the best thing since sliced bread because um, they are because they are because they're so clever you can capitalize on that right there and then and start to teach them and scaffold for them, this is how we pack up, this is how we organise, this is, you know, these are important life skills that I'm teaching at a very simple level that will help see that child, you know, they, they will, those skills will be built upon like a brick wall if you, if you think of it that way as they get older. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think it's just like many things in life, it's just an area where we don't, it's not that we mean to not teach them these things sometimes, it's just that it hasn't been emphasised the important impact it will have going forward. You set those expectations early and then that child knows what's expected of them, knows how, you know, has an understanding of how to navigate the world. And that's actually really important because as human beings, we do well with order and like rules and routines and things like that because it helps us know how to operate and manage our space in the world, mm. just literally as human beings. And yeah. so you're actually giving your children a little bit of a sense of safety when you do give them uh, routines and, and clear expectations because they know how to navigate life with you, life in their home. It, it honestly is a gift. But I think the biggest gift that you get out of teaching your toddler to organize is that it's going to help keep uh, you on top, your house on top of you. Goodness me. It's going to help you keep on top of the clutter <laughs> and the chaos of your home, right? Mm. And especially if you have multiple kids. Like if you've got one, two, three, four, seven children and this has not been a priority and you're teaching with them, you can imagine how messy your home might be getting. And if that responsibility is falling onto you to clean up after them, you might still have a spotless home, but you're a shell of a human because you're exhausted. Mm. Or you might have a really chaotic home because you've decided that you can't even begin to to deal with any of that because it literally is too much. And every time you clean up, you know, the tornado comes immediately behind you and you're also equally exhausted. So I think the why is really, really big. And mm. yeah, if we if we can start to get on top of 
this stuff, teaching our kids early. And if, you know, you're looking at your um, six, seven-year-old and thinking, I've missed, you know, I've missed it. Um, I'm, I'm too late. No, there's still there's still skills that you can teach them now and start re, um, re you know, I don't want to say retraining, but it is kind of a retraining <laughs> to help them know how to manage their stuff and their space. Absolutely. Ooh. And I mean, when they are toddlers, they have this desire to help, right? Like, Mummy, I want to help you sweep the floor. I want to help you empty the dishes or do the washing. And, you know, we can feel like, oh, I don't have time to, you know, watch you do it at your snail's pace or try and lift you up to the clothesline because you're heavy or, or things like that. But you actually have to capitalize when they do have that desire to do things. Because if you keep shutting them down, then when they're older and you want them to help, they'll be like, no way, Jose. I don't have the desire anymore. Also, the other thing that's really interesting about that is that you're kids like we we look at like Pinterest and YouTube and TikTok and we see all these really cool ideas of way you know oh setting up this kind of sensory play is really great for your child to learn this 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 and this and yet just by taking an everyday activity that you do so them dressing themselves putting away their own clothes stacking the dishwasher unstacking the dishwasher those things are also developing those similar skills and Mm. it's just something that you're already doing in the house like you don't even have to go to the effort to set something up providing the space and time for it is important because then one, you don't have to go onto Pinterest and find the next thing to entertain your child. You can still be growing those skills in that kid. You just need to allow a bit of patience that the dishwasher may be really poorly stacked and you restack it later on. But it's there. It's awesome. It's awesome learning, that's for sure. I feel like we should take a break and then jump right back into how we can start to teach our toddlers more organization. Let's do it. Clutter confessions. <laughs> You want to give me a cuddle first? You're cuddling the pillow. That's not me. Can you say hello into the microphone? Hello. Hello. (laughs) How old are you? Three. Three. Can you uh, tell me what your favourite TV show is? Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol? Yeah. And who's your favourite on Paw Patrol? Um, Marshall Chase Zoom Sky. All of them? Marshall Chase Zoom Sky? That's a lot of them. They're other pups. Can you sing the song? That's good. What's another TV show you like? Do you like Bluey? You like Bluey on the phone? Yeah. Oh. Can you tell me, who do you love more, mummy or daddy? Daddy. Daddy? Yeah. Why? Because? And you. And me? And Ollie and Ruby. And Ollie and Ruby? (laughs) Oopsie. It fell off. What sort of jobs do you like to help me Uh, with? Clothes. Clothes? What What do you like doing with the clothes? Um, I don't know. Do you help me with the washing machine? Yeah. And what about hanging out the washing? Yeah. Yeah? And do we put clothes in the dryer sometimes? Yeah. Yeah? And what about when clothes are clean? Where do you, what do you do then with your clothes? Put them in the cupboard. Oh, we put them in the cupboard. Yeah. You're pretty clever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Are there, are there other jobs you like to help me with? Yeah. Like what? Um... Playing the couch and knock the cushions down. <laughs> you do like to play on the couch and knock the cushions down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like to do with the blinds? Open them. Open them. And do you do that in the morning? Yeah. And then what do you do with the blinds at night time? Shut them. You shut them. That's yeah. a really good helper, you know. Yeah. Hey, are you all finished now? Do you want to come and say goodbye? Tell them hello. Oh, you want to say hello? Hello. Yeah, you kicked my ball, thanks. And I think we're done. 
Okay, so we're talking about teaching toddlers to organise and we want to talk about how you can turn your little tornado toddler into a home helper. And this is where the teacher in me comes out um, because I'm all about the scaffolding and the building on the brick wall and all that kind of thing. Um, But the first thing that you need to do if your toddler is having issues with either letting go or wanting to tidy up and packing up is you need to be a role model for them. So that little saying, monkey see, monkey do, that's exactly what happens with our kids. When our kids get old enough and they copy our bad language and they all of a sudden spit it out and you're shocked and horrified, it's because it's (laughs) monkey see, monkey do. And I can laugh about that because that's happened in our household in the last few weeks and it's absolutely horrified me when it's happened. So make sure that you are role modeling that positive decluttering behavior. So set an example of letting things go. And I think the biggest thing is talking just talking to them. So, you know, they talk about language and how even when your babies are born, you should just talk to them endlessly. Like I'm changing your nappy and I'm putting, you know, this cream on and I'm doing this, this and this because that's helping them with that language development. And that's why reading books to your child is so important to do every day, even right from birth. It's that same thing with the language for letting go. Okay, we've finished with the eggs. Now the egg carton is empty. We're putting the egg carton in the bin or into the recycling. And then same thing with toys. Okay, it's pack up time now for the toys and when they're really little do do it um do the role modeling of that language as well pass mommy the toy that kind of thing so role modeling that positive behavior and that letting go of things that we don't need is kind of the biggest step I feel like in the how to help them get organized yeah and like I can even think you know um you have you guys personally support that orphanage in Burma and you've used that as a tool with your kids to be like this where this item is going and you you know really like reiterated that so even in front of your toddler if they're not quite old enough to understand where the toys are going still saying those kinds of things and even using your own items so saying oh mummy doesn't need this item anymore she's going to give it to someone who needs it more just like even getting them used to hearing things like that so they understand that in your household it's normal that things come in but they also go out and Mm. they go somewhere um, that you've put a lot of thought and consideration into yeah I mean imagine if all they hear is your partner saying to you oh oh, can we get rid of this? And you're like, no, 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 I I need it. I have to hold on to it. Well, what what does a child or a toddler learn then? They learn that mm-hmm. mummy or daddy or whoever can't get, get rid of things. So, well, why should I get rid of my toys if you can't let go of your things? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Setting, setting that example in our own behavior, actions and words is, yeah, is really powerful for kids. The other thing that I think is really important when we're talking about how to help them organize is that positive reinforcement side of things. And it can sound like we're, you know, giving treats to a drug that we're training, but it is... It is such a powerful motivator. You know, you can talk about using the carrot or the stick and the carrot is far more motivating than, you know, the possible punishment for not doing something right. So if your child passes you the block and they're only 15 months old, great job. Thank you for passing me the block. What a good helper you are, all that kind of stuff. And then as they get older, you still do that positive reinforcement. Okay, let's pack up the cars together. Let's put them in the box. Well done. Look, we did that together. You know, high five, all that kind of stuff like kids love praise they just thrive on it that's one of the things that my husband and I've been trying really hard to do with our 17 month old when he does something that we're both there intently watching him and encouraging him to do with words and he does it we both get really excited we go yay 
me in the club and he has the biggest grin on his face and he cuts with us going, Aww. yeah, you know, and that it makes him really excited. And I've watched him then since do the same task on his own, unprompted by us, and then clap to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, go me. That is so and, cute. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it is really powerful. And also being mindful of our words. So saying, you know, if they're helping you put things in the dishwasher, be, be specific. We, we tend mm. to get into the cycle of saying things like, good job. And it's really hard for a child to conceptualize. Yeah. So um, give it a bit more meaning by saying what you're associating the positive with. So if they're helping you stack the washer, you could say something like, good helping um, or good, um, good job stacking the dishwasher. Or, you know, oh, I saw how you put that plate in there. That was, you know, that was great helping and things mm, like that. So mm. it really helps the child tie together what the praise is about. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and you can start that really, really early. Yeah, I think another really good thing to do with your kids that kind of helps them role model the importance of organising and decluttering is reading books about tidying up. Like there are there are heaps of kids' books out there and there's one that my kids have always loved called What's the Matter, Auntie May? And I love it because it's a rhyming book and rhymes are so good. But it's all about this, you know, toddler or five-year-old or however old he is going to his aunt, great auntie's house and how he's been helping her sweep and helping her do all these things and how everything just went completely wrong. And right at the end, it says, you know, why do you look so sad? And would it help ease your sorrow to know that I'll be back tomorrow? (laughs) And it's just like, it's such a beautiful book. And I think that stories are another really great way to be able to show our kids that, yeah, this, this is really the expectation of life. It's not just an expectation in our home, but when you go to daycare or kindy or school or eventually when you get a job, you will be expected to finish one task and move on to another. You will be expected to tidy up after yourself and not have someone else follow you around and do it for you. So they're just incredibly important life skills. I think our overall message here is most certainly if you want to create a home helper in your toddler normalize their role in the family in their everyday actions normalize cleaning up after themselves tidying putting things away and giving them a little bit of autonomy as they get older and older and older and you are going to create a child and you're going to create a child you already created them but you are going to foster an environment (laughs) where that child learns how to navigate the world in a more organized way yeah and that will make it more pleasant for them and for the people around them because they will be givers not takers all right bond so let's talk strategies it's tidy up time with our toddlers we all know that depending on the mood the time of day especially if it's right before dinner there will be some degree of screening Uh, so what are some of the things that we can do to make this process a little bit smoother well we've already talked about finishing one activity before moving on to another and if you can consistently do that through the day it means that when it's tidy up time it's not going to be such a big deal it's just one activity that you've got to pack up and in our household we make sure that before we have morning tea we've packed up whatever we've played with beforehand we wash our hands like there's these little routines in place I think the most important thing is that you need to be consistent in that routine or however you're doing your tidy up time because 100%. kids can get so confused so easily if one day you're using a song to help tidy up and then another day you don't care about the blocks being out there all day and oh we'll just leave it and we'll deal with it tomorrow so consistency is really really important another one that they used to do at mainly music which I loved is a song a tidy up song mm-hmm. so the song that they would use at music was called like mess in the kitchen or something but if it doesn't really matter what the song is but it's kind of about using it consistently oh it's the tidy up song let's tidy up together and then eventually the kids just hear that song and this is even when they're you know two or 18 months old they hear that song and it triggers oh 
it's tidy up time and they automatically will start putting things away or they'll cry because they don't want to pack up, you know, depending on their mood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just take it as it comes. We yeah. do. A, we actually do a song at, um, with our toddler, mm-hmm. our 17-month-old. Um, it literally just goes, put it away, put it away, it's time to put it away. And we just sing that over and over on a loop to try and get him to associate it's putting putting toys away time. Yeah. Uh, is it effective? Sort of. We roll, we, we slide out our bins and, we, you know, we let him throw toys in there. And I yeah. think it's very, you know, very exciting and liberating for a toddler to be able to throw. And we're not being like, hey, please don't throw that. Yeah. Um, so he loves throwing stuff in there. But then he's like, oh, what's in there? And then pulls out something else. And you're like, no, not quite. Um, so <laughs> we're slowly getting there. But we, yeah, I agree with the song. And I agree with what you're saying about consistency. Whatever you're going to pick, be consistent. Mm. I think you can be a really fun, laissez-faire parent who kind of goes with the flow. But you can also still be organized and you can have these routines in place. You're not depriving your child by having them do X, Y, and Z before having morning tea or before Mm. having dinner or before getting out of the house. You are just teaching them really important life Yeah, and I think making it fun is a really key factor. Like have a competition or have a race. So, and especially if there's multiple children involved and it's like, okay, ready, set, go. Who can throw all the cars into the box the fastest? Or, you know, have like a a soft toy throwing competition into the bin. Who can get as many soft toys into the bin? Like make it fun. Yeah, I've seen people who've done like basketball hoops, like adults, they put basketball hoops over their rubbish bin. So when they throw rubbish at their office desk, um, (laughs) they have to like throw it through the hoop. You know, like there's yeah. so many ways you can make an everyday task fun. Yeah. Um, and kids love fun. So, yeah. yeah, just get creative. Yeah, I think so. I think having fun is kind of a really key factor and that's why being organised, having less toys to tidy up means that you'll have a bit more time to be able to make things fun rather than that stress of, quick, we've got to get this done and out the door because, you know, otherwise the rest of the day's routine will fall apart. Like it, you've got to have time to have fun with toddlers. Yeah. So if you're in a position right now where you're thinking, oh, I need to like get my toddler a bit more organized. Well, we do a tidy task at the end of every episode. Bonnie, what's this week's tidy task? So obviously we're talking about um, toys a lot today. So the tidy task for this week is to kind of tame your toddler's toys. So step one is to do a cull and sort and and do a toy rotation if it's something you've never tried before just totally do it it's awesome and you can um, check out our recent episode on that too if you want a little bit more information about how that works too many yes toys with that one. yes and then the second step is to start role modeling that tidy up time if you haven't been already do it together you know a little bit at a time and then the third step is to practice packing up each activity with your toddler so getting them to yeah pack up all the cars with you to pack up all the duplo whatever it might be it's just Get about down on their level get down on their level it's just about starting to role model and then getting down there with them because especially for a kid that's 18 months two years old three years old if there's a huge bomb side of mess and you're standing up above them saying tidy this up I mean what do they do they, they're overwhelmed they've got no idea so it's it's all about breaking the task down for them okay let's start with finding all the cars and then doing that one and then moving on to the next tidy up task together yeah set those kiddos up for success love it well, that's it for this week's episode. Hey, Bon, that's all we've got time for. I hope you guys have enjoyed tuning in to Little Home Organised with Bonnie and Lily. Sponsored by no one. <laughs> Sponsored by us. But if you want to support us so that we don't have sponsors on the show, be sure to head to Apple uh, Podcast and rate and review us. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. 
Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised Community Group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world.